Good evening, everybody. Happy July 14th. I hope that you all are having a great day so far. Uh, on the schedule for today, we have some baseball. We're going to include some NBA, and we're also, as always, got some college football to go through. So a full slate here on the Sports Rundown today, here on the Challenger podcast. I really do appreciate you listening whenever it is, wherever you are. Uh, thank you for listening to the episode today. Before we get into sports itself, I want to make I give a little podcast update and that uh, they will no longer I'm no longer going to be including ads in the episodes, uh, largely because of personal reasons. Um, I really don't like putting the ads in. I don't really care for that. I really don't. I, I only got one ad right now, and I really don't like putting it in there. I think it's a really bland ad. It interrupts the flow of the segment of the episode, and I just really don't like putting it in there because I don't really have a great way to transition to and from the ad. And it doesn't. It's not like it's not like it's paying me a lot of money. It doesn't. It doesn't. It won't hurt me in any way. Not putting it in there it doesn't help me. It doesn't necessarily help me anyway. In any way. So uh, for now, and for the for the near future, uh, I'm not going to be including any ads in the podcast. So largely because I think they're annoying, and y'all probably think it's annoying too. So those are going bye bye for now. Um, now we'll jump into the sports content of the episode. I do want to. Uh, get this thing first out of the way because it deserves to be said. Uh, on, on earlier today, I got the unfortunate notification that a member of the college football community had passed away. Oregon tight end, uh, let me get his name here. Oregon tight end Spencer Webb passed away in some sort of accident earlier today. And I feel like this is extremely important that uh, needs to be mentioned and said right off the bat as this is a tragic loss. Someone lost a son. Uh, someone lost a brother, probably. Someone lost some in some relation. And uh, the entire football team lost a brother today. I know Dan Lanning came out and said that he was kind of uh, all came in with the, he was the energizer of the team in sorts. And uh, he will definitely be missed for the Oregon football, uh, in the Oregon football realm. And uh, so I just wanted to get that, bring out my thoughts and prayers for the Webb family and for the Oregon football team, as uh, that is definitely a tragic loss uh, to the team. And unfortunately, it happened. We really wish it didn't. But uh, I do want to give out my thoughts and prayers, and I do urge you to do so as well, as sometimes it's more than football, man. Can't can't judge everything based only on a sport. A person passed away, so... Uh, figure I'd get, give him his uh, time to mention this today as it is important that he uh, introduced this. Um, so I hope I give my thoughts and prayers out to the Webb family, of course. Next up, we're moving on, getting back more into some of the lighter uh, sports area. Uh, we'll start off with, just like we did yesterday, we'll start off with some scores. We're going to get some baseball scores and some summer league scores, because why not? Let's give an update on that as well, since that is going on as well. Um, 
Looks like we have another full slate of baseball games. A lot of games going on right now. Is That's the time of this recording. It is 8 o'clock Central Time. So most games are still uh, in action uh, for the evening slate. So we'll start off in L.A. Angels taking on the Astros. Houston leads 2-0 in the bottom of the third. Uh, in the nation's capital, Braves lead the Nationals 5-2. Uh, Reds and Yankees tied at one in the bottom of the seventh. The Royals are beating the Blue Jays in Toronto. That's in the top of the seventh. It's two to one there. Boston leads the Rays in Tampa, three nothing. That's in the top of the seventh. Tigers and Guardians in the bottom of the sixth. They, uh, the Guardians lead uh, three nothing. Uh, the Dodgers lead the Cardinals 2-0. That's in the uh, middle of the sixth inning. So transitioning to the bottom half of the inning. White Sox leading the Twins. That's the top of the fourth. Uh, White Sox up 2-1. Mets uh, visiting the Cubs. Uh, it's a 4-0 New York lead. That's the top of the third. And in, De- uh, in Arlington, Rangers hosting the Mariners. Uh, bottom of the second there, Texas leads 4 nothing. Uh, two games already finished today. The Marlins uh, beat the Pirates in extras, uh, 3-2 to two in 11 innings. And the Rockies took down the Padres at home, 8-5. to five. And one game that is yet to get underway, that's going to be the Brewers at the Giants in San Francisco. So uh, we got some games finishing up near the end. We got some games just underway. Another full slate of baseball today. As I swing down to NBA Summer League, let's go through a couple games there. Uh, This is the Summer League, in case you're unfamiliar. The NBA Summer League is generally when the rookies, the younger guys, the teams, and some players from the G League uh, come up and play during the summer just to get uh, get in the shape, get in the tune with how things are going to roll up at the uh, professional level. I know that's when a lot of that's when you get to see the first taste of your rookies uh, during the summer league. Uh, we'll just go through some quick scores here. Grizzlies uh, or the Celtics beat the Grizzlies 108-91. Hawks beat the Spurs by a point 87-86. Cavs beat the Pistons 82-76. Chicago beat uh, Charlotte. The Bulls beating the Hornets 89-73. Underway right now. The Knicks are leading the Magic 78-73 in the fourth. And the Mavs are tied with the Bucks at halftime, 42 all. And the two games I have yet to start tonight. Uh, Trailblazers playing the Rockets and the Nets playing the Timberwolves. That's all on the NBA Summer League slate. And because I have a few extra minutes here, why not give some love to the WNBA? Uh, not sure. I know that their season's a couple weeks underway. I got four games on for there. You have the Aces uh, took down the Liberty 108-74 earlier today. The Wings are beating the Lynx 48-24 or 48-27 at halftime. The Mystics and the Mercury uh, and the Sky and the Sparks uh, have yet to uh, get underway. They'll get uh, they will start in about an hour and an hour and a half. It looks like, and that's really it uh, for the major stuff today. Uh, We'll go ahead here, and we will start up uh, talking about baseball. Since we're already in that mood, why not get that underway? That's the real big thing that's going on right now. 
uh, in terms of active sports leagues. Um, yesterday, of course, the talk, we had spent some time talking about the Orioles. Uh, we're not going to spend that much time talking about them today just because I think I got my point out yesterday. Uh, but the Orioles were victorious yesterday. I think they ended up winning. Uh, let's see. They ended up beating the Cubs 7-1 to one yesterday. I think they're off today um, before starting a series with the Rays on the road. That'll be a big series to keep an eye on. Uh, Orioles and Rays this weekend, three-game set before the All-Star break. As the Orioles, I think, have won. Have they won 10 in a row? Is it now 11 in a row? Uh, 10 in a row for Baltimore. As every single team in the American League East is now over 500. Uh, that's extremely important um, for each for their playoff push. Is definitely going to be a lot of American League East teams in the mix. Question is, can Baltimore uh, keep it up? Uh, can the Blue Jays uh, play up to their potential? Can Boston some and Tampa Bay somehow sneak in? Uh, lots of questions here going into the All Star break. As uh, we have the final game of the midweek series before we jump into the uh, weekend series. And then it's the all-star break where everybody's off for about half a week before we start up again next week, uh, next Thursday or Friday. And then it's all trade deadline stuff. And then final two, final two uh, months of the season We're we're more than halfway done with the baseball season. So, that's crazy to think about. Um, we'll take a look. Let's take a look at some of the all-star rosters. All that stuff's underway as, as well as the home run derby uh, participants. The eight per- participants this year was released. Uh, we'll get to see the matchups. The back-to-back champion looking for the three-peat. We'll get onto that here in a second. But we'll start out with the all-star game rosters. We'll go through the starters here. Uh, managing the game today, or managing the game in a couple days, uh, it's going to be, of course, the managers of the two World Series partic- uh, participants from the years past. That'll be Dusty Baker of the Astros and Brian Snitker, I think is how you pronounce his name, uh, of the Braves. Um, those are going to be managing. We'll start with the American League. The people will be starting. are going to get Alejandro Kirk and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., catcher and at first base, two guys from Toronto, Altuve, from Houston will be at second base. Rafael Devers from the Red Sox, third base. Tim Anderson, former MVP, uh, starting it short. for the. He's from the White Sox. Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and John Carlos Stanton make up the outfielder. you got two Yankees and an Angel. And the DHing today uh, kind of stole it, as I believe that there's a DH that's played much better this year. Uh, but the starting elected DH starter is going to be Shohei Otani of the LA Angels. And then this year, because it's, I believe, I know it's the last year for Albert Pujols and for Miguel Cabrera. Uh, Both of those were legacy or legacy selections this year as um, both legendary uh, baseball players of the 2000s and 2010s, Miggy from the Tigers and uh, uh, Albert Pujols with the Cardinals, Angels, I think he's on the Dodgers currently. Let me double check that. I oh, know he's back with the Cardinals. That's right. He spent last year with the Dodgers, but he's back with the Cardinals this year. 
Um, but both of those players, one on the American League side, that's Miggy, and the one on the National League side, that's Pujols. Uh, legacy selections reserves, you have Jose Trevino from the Yankees, Luis Arias, first baseman from the Twins, uh, Andres, I'm going to guess Jimenez or Jimenez from the Guardians, Jose Ramirez also from the Guardians. You can have Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox, Corey Seager of the Rangers, Byron Buxton. Uh, we got five outfielders, Byron Buxton of the Twins, Kyle Tucker from the Astros, George Springer from the Blue Jays. However, he is uh, inactive at this point uh, due to injury. Andrew Biannatendi from the Royals, Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners, and two DHs to uh, as Jordan Alvarez was elected from the Astros, but he's dealing with a hand in, uh, injury right now. So I think J.D. Martinez has been elected as his replacement. Starting, starting pitchers, I don't know yet who the starter is, but I'm not going to name all of these guys, but notable pitchers. You got Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Justin Verlander, a couple righties there. Um, also, if you're a Houston fan like me, from Valdez, a lefty was also elective, and then a handful of relievers were also um, elected as pitchers for the All-Star Game. In the National League, you have Wilson Contreras of the Cubs. He's behind the plate. Goldschmidt, power slugger, former MVP. He's uh, first, starting first base. Uh, he's from St. Louis. Jess Chisholm, the young gun from Miami. He starts second. Uh, Manny Machado, veteran from San Diego. He's at third. Trey Turner, the speedster. Uh, from the Dodgers, he will be at shortstop. Uh, Ronald Acuna is back. He'll be in the outfield along with Jock Peterson and Mookie Betts from the Giants and Dodgers, respectively. And DHing will be Bryce Harper. And uh, looks like he's got his name denoted next to him. So he might be injured right now. Let me scroll up here. Uh, yes, so Bryce Harper is currently inactive. So I don't know who's going to be starting, who's actually going to be starting. Uh, for the National League at the designated hitting position. Uh, but uh, Bryce Harper won't be. Uh, I imagine it might be Albert Pujols. Oh, no, here it is. It's going to be William Contreras from the Braves. That's right. Uh, William Contreras will be DHing. He's from Atlanta. So that way you have two con the uh, the two Contreras brothers uh, will be starting the All-Star game, one DHing from Atlanta, the other the catcher from Chicago. Of course, as I mentioned before, Albert Pujols' legacy selection a couple other of the reserves, Travis D'Arno, catcher from Atlanta, Pete Alonzo, CJ Crone, two first basemen from the Mets and the Rockies, uh, respectively. You got Jeff McNeil, the Mets, Nolan Arenado from the Cardinals, uh, Dansby Swanson for the Braves, that's second, third, and short. Uh, four outfielders elected, that's Kyle Schwarber from Philly, starting Marte uh, from the Mets, Ian Hat from the Cubs, and Juan Soto from the Nationals, already mentioned. Uh, William Contreras, but also Garrett Cooper uh, will be uh, getting some playing time DHing. And then some notable starters that made the uh, All-Star game. Not sure, of course, who the starter is just yet, but uh, you have Corbin Burns, former Cy Young winner uh, for the Brewers. Uh, you also have Clayton Kershaw was elected, Carlos Rodon for the Giants, uh, Max Freed for the Braves, Joe Musgrove for the Padres, and then uh, several relievers, uh, the closers, a couple closers. I know uh, Diaz, Edwin Diaz for the Mets, Josh Hader for the Brewers. Uh, I think Helsley might even be the closer for the Cardinals. Uh, Bedner, I know, is a closer for the uh, Pirates. Um, but 
if you want to get the full depth, I'm not going to name all the pitchers, but if you want to go full in depth, I do recommend just go looking at the all-star rosters today as I think uh, this is by fan voting. I'm not fully aware of the uh, of all the statistics. I'm not going to really give an argument. Uh, this guy should be in over this guy. Um, but I, I do know that, yes, Shohei has been great, but Jordan Alvarez statistically has been better. But, you know, he's the show. Otani is the golden boy of uh, the MLB now. So he and it's fan voting. So that's the name everyone knows. That's the name everyone's going to vote for, even if it's not necessarily the guy that should be voted to start. Um, but I'm, I'm well aware that there are probably a couple of the positions where that's the case as well. And you know what it is, what it is. Um, all know all of these guys generally probably deserve their All Star appearance, um, and that game is next Tuesday. I think that's the nineteenth uh, of July that the All Star game is on. But that's that's those are the rosters. Um, we'll get to see. It's in LA this year, as it was supposed to be in twenty twenty. Of course, they didn't have the All Star game that year, so they gave it. Uh, this year's All-Star Game to L.A. so they can actually have it. Um, uh, but uh, it, it'll be fun. You know, it doesn't. the All-Star Game, unfortunately, doesn't have any weight anymore. I know for a few years it used to determine who would have home field advantage uh, for the World Series. It doesn't doesn't mean any, that anymore. So it's just a bunch of the best players in the majors uh, playing it out on the baseball diamond in L.A. on uh, next Tuesday. Just to have some fun, you know, um, with, I know, you know, there's plenty of Braves and Astros players. Uh, I already know that uh, uh, Alonzo, or not Alonzo, uh, Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez is not going to be playing. He's hurt. Uh, but I know that if you're, if you're Dusty Baker and you've got 40-year-old Justin Verlander, I doubt that unless he starts, he's going to pitch. Like, if Verlander isn't named the starter for the All-Star game, I believe that Dusty Baker won't pitch him at all. Uh, if he's going to pitch anyone, he'll probably pitch Romer. But it also it also just determines, uh, it's, it's going to be determined by how uh, rotations uh, figure out around about uh, after the All-Star break. Um, but I will definitely give an update once starters are named, which they should be named in the next couple days. Um, but that that is that for the all-star rosters. Now the home run derby was uh, the, the lineup was literally released right before I started recording. So we'll also definitely be getting into that. Like I said, uh, you're going to be having um, back-to-back MVP or back-to-back winner. That's Pete Alonzo. Uh, he is back again, looking for the three Pete. Uh, you got some new names in here. You got some old names in here. And no, I obviously Pete Alonso's done it once. I think Juan Soto and I think Ronald Acuna have also done it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Albert Pujols has been in the league for 20 years now, so I'm sure he's got to have done it at some point. Um, and Jose Ramirez might have done it a couple years back. But uh, you got some new guys. I'm pretty sure uh, we got some uh, some fresh faces. Uh, no Astros this year. I know Bregman elected to do it the past couple years. Couldn't get past the first round, unfortunately. Uh, so we don't have no Astros this year. Um, 
But yeah, let's go through that. The first round matchups. You have Pete Alonso versus Ronald Acuna. That'll be fun uh, to watch. Uh, you're going to have also Kyle Schwarber versus Albert Pujols. That's going to be fun to watch to see if Pujols got, still got it. A couple young guns. Corey Seager uh, from Texas. He spent the first few years of his career in L.A. Uh, he's now in his first year at Texas versus Julio Rodriguez, who has definitely, I mean, he uh, he got an all-star bid. So uh, apparently he's having himself a pretty good year up in Seattle. And then finally, Jose Ramirez versus Juan so do I know there's a bracket you can pick uh, on the MLB.com website. So if you want to go pick a bracket, I might just go ahead and do that myself um, just to see. I have no idea who I'm going to pick to win because I know the past couple of years I've picked Bregman to win because why not? Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll go and it'll be the show and I'll just simulate this and I'll pick the winner of that. Um, I'll do that uh, for that. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh but I, if you want to have some fun, you know, if you've got, if you want to go make a bracket at the MLB.com website, go right ahead. Um, if you want to, you know, if you can't MLB the show, just go run through that, I guess, and have some fun with it. You know, just, just see what the random, that the simulation randomly picks to win. Um, so that'll be fun. But uh, that's all for baseball right now. I think nothing else has crossed my path for the past couple days. Oh, yes. If you're an Astros fan like me, uh, Jose Altuve exited from the uh, game versus the Angels tonight. Apparently, he got hit by a pitch uh, to his left knee, I swear. Uh, Altuve might have his career ended by how many pitches he gets hit by uh, because people still can't get over the whole sign-stealing scandal. Uh, which I'll go over that whole hoax uh, in a future episode as well, because I could talk for hours on that as well. Um, yep, we're going to move on to college football now. College football. Still not much going on there in that realm, just more than Big 12 Media Days finishing up in, uh, in Arlington today. And because my Oklahoma State Cowboys are a member of the Big 12. I am going to be talking about it. A um, couple, couple coaches uh, spoke today, including the two ones I suppose have been in the news more recently. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, the second-year coach from the University of Texas, spoke today. He really just spoke on optimism, which is really all you can do after you go 5-7, and seven, lose to Kansas, and miss a bowl game all in the same year. Uh, the only thing you really can talk to talk about his optimism for the future, which I do have to say, at least for the quarterback position, the University of Texas definitely has should have some optimism about that. Um, not only uh, getting Quinn Ewers to transfer there, but also uh, getting commitment from Arch Manning, uh, who will be joining them uh, in the next. I think is the next year. Next year. So this year he's not there. Uh, Texas does have a quarterback battle to worry about. Do they start uh, the second-year quarterback, Quinn Ewers, or do they start Hudson Card, who I'm pretty sure was the uh, opening day starter for the Rangers, or for, not for the Rangers, for the Longhorns last year uh, before getting benched or getting hurt, and Casey Thompson came in and played for the rest of the year uh, before he transferred to Nebraska. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, Quinn Ewers has hit the news so much 
uh, recently at least, because I know he was a very highly touted prospect. Uh, and for when he graduated, he graduated early, didn't even play a senior his senior year in high school, went ahead, went to Ohio State, got his millions of dollars worth of NIL. And now he's back in Texas, uh, didn't play a snap at Ohio State, just was there for a year and decided to come down to Texas, return. Um, I read something, maybe, I'm not sure how true this is, but he didn't like the fact that he didn't get any playing time last year with Ohio State, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I'm not sure how true that is, but I think I remember reading that at some point uh, a few months ago. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's a quarterback battle. Anything's possible. Uh, to be honest, I have no idea how good Quinn Ewers is because obviously he hasn't played a collegiate game. I know Hudson Card uh, won the starting job last year, so I don't know how how much uh, uh, Sarkeesian's going to look on, uh, lead on that. Um, but I do think that at some point, Quinn Ewers has got to face some serious playing time with this, how much he's been hyped up um, and how much the quarterbacks of Texas have been hyped up uh, for the past month. Cause that's kind of sickening to be honest, because Ewers will be, I mean, this is his second year. He'll be uh, eligible for the draft after next year. So he can, all Texas needs to like all Ewers just needs to worry about is getting through the next two years, and then that same thing for Texas too, because they've got Arch Manning coming in. All I got to do, uh, Quinn Ewers can start the next two years before he's draft eligible, and then uh, the year that Ewers and Arch Manning are on the same team, just redshirt Arch, so you got at least two years with him. But I mean, there's so much talk talk about Ewers and Manning, and in the fact that in four years, in four seasons. By the time the Texas hits the SEC, both of those quarterbacks could be in the draft. Like, I, th- I think maybe Arch Manning would play a year in the SEC, but Quinn Ewers isn't. Like, with what what his atmos- what his attitude was with Ohio State was, I'm going to go up here, I'm going to get my millions of dollars in LIL, and then I'm leaving. I mean, he graduated early from high school, didn't have a senior year high school experience. So, practically last year was a senior year, except he was a freshman in college, uh, which makes no sense in my opinion, but you know, it is what it is. If you want that money, go ahead. And so there's no reason to believe that after the next two years of viewers being here, that viewers are going to stay. I believe that he's not going to stay 100%. So there's nothing really to worry about in terms of viewers and Manning and quarterback competition and any of that, because the fact of the matter is, is that viewers and Manning will only be on the same team for a year and you'll just redshirt Manning that year. So isn't much to talk about, but it is something to point out that, yes, Texas does currently have a former number one overall recruit on their roster, and they've got an, they're the number one former number one overall quarterback on their roster, and they have another one committed to come in for the next couple of years. But, A, commitments can be flipped. Like, uh, Manning has got a full year to flip on his commitment if he wants to go to Alabama or Georgia, who were the apparently the other two finalists for him. Or if he wants to, you know, flip, maybe he decides he wants to go like his uncles and end up going to Tennessee or Ole Miss. Who knows? Um, But Texas should be fine at the quarterback position as long as Ewers and Manning pan out for the next couple of years. However, it's also the rest of the team that needs work because let's be honest here. The rest of that Longhorns team, I mean, Casey Thompson was not that bad last year. But the rest of the team was, and that's probably a mixture of the players and the coaching. Coaching, 
uh, with Steve Sarkeesian in his first year. But, I mean, you lose to Kansas, that's a whole team issue. Like, you lose to Kansas at home in football, that's a whole team issue. So Texas should really be, I mean, they should be extremely cautious this next year and how they go about things. Um, their fans are going to hype them much as much as possible. Um, and ESPN is too, because for whatever reason, they're like seventh in their FPI rankings despite having a losing season and losing to Kansas last year. Uh, Texas gets uh, the number one quarterback and gets a commitment from another number one quarterback, and all of a sudden they're the seventh best team in the country. Yeah, You're like yeah, that's that's definitely how that works, ESPN. Um, but well, it, it'll be interesting to watch, especially because Texas is on their way to the SEC along with Oklahoma. Uh, First-year OU coach uh, Brett Venables uh, also spoke today. Um, it, what really? What was the, I guess uh, the mo, uh, not the most important, but the uh, not the what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the 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 thing that circulated the internet the most, the most popular thing. That's what I'm looking for. The most popular thing that happened at the Big Twelve Media Days so far was a. Out of context, or out of context quote from Venerables today. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go find. I know it's on a couple. Just go look it up if you need to. Uh, but he made an interesting comment. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to say it because that, that would be. It, 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 to be honest, it, it was taken out of context. Uh, that they they mentioned that it was taken out of context. But to be honest, I don't even know a point what he was trying to make with his comment. Uh, but it, it's a very funny comment taken out of context. So I do, if you haven't heard it, I, I do recommend go looking up. I know it's on Instagram. Uh, it probably is on YouTube at this point. Um, and if you have, if you have heard of what he said, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's it's a pretty it's a pretty funny thing taken out of context. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, outside of that, Venerables. I mean, he obviously talked there. Is I to be honest, I don't really know. If there's a team that had more roster turnover than the Oklahoma Sooners this past year with Lincoln Riley left, largely because a lot of his players went, followed him to USC and a bunch of other guys went elsewhere too. Um, but apparently 40% of the Oklahoma roster is new players, which is, I guess, freshmen, uh, transfers coming in. No, it's not. No, it's not a 40% of, it's a 40% like of new guys that have never played. So transfers that have never played freshmen, obviously that have never played um, guys like that, you know, backups that are being thrust in the starting role because players are left. Um, now, despite 40% of their roster being new, um, OU does have 12 returning starters, six on each side of the ball. And they do have an experienced quarterback from central Florida, Dylan Gabriel, the lefty who will be coming in and, uh, uh, filling the void left by Caleb Williams when he followed Lincoln Riley to USC. So, other than that, I mean, obviously, Venerables gave his thing where he's honored to be a member of the Sooners and blah, 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 all that fun stuff, all the stuff he's got to say as a first-year head coach. Uh, probably made stuff along the line where he's optimistic. Um, I'm guessing Sarkeesian or Venerables didn't make a comment towards about Mike Gundy's comment yesterday in which Gundy... Uh, satirically mentioned how why on earth should OU and uh, Texas be allowed in Big 12 meetings when uh, they're not even going to be in the conference next year, which is a good question I want to have answered as well. But 
I don't, they obviously weren't going to answer that question or, or even acknowledge that comment. Um, two other coaches uh, that spoke today, um, two new coaches, first-year guys. You're going to have uh, Joey McGuire out of Texas Tech and Sonny Dykes of TCU. Uh, they're looking to obviously revamp their programs that have been down for a couple years. Um, Dykes taking over for a longtime head coach, Gary Patterson, who's now a member of the University of Texas Longhorns football staff and Joey McGuire after uh, holding several spots at Baylor now taking over at Texas Tech. So they obviously spoke today on their new programs as well. And that pretty much wraps things up for Big 12 Media Days, uh, the SEC Media Days. The next big conference up for those is, um, I think, let's see, uh, it's next Monday. It'll be next Monday because they start the 18th. Um, so we'll be definitely getting to those because SEC media days are definitely going to be fun with, uh, Jimbo and Nick Saban and all that stuff that came out earlier in June, uh, and uh, end of May. Uh, it'll definitely, definitely be fun to talk about those, but so far big 12 media days wrapped up. Um, Baylor is, was picked as the favorite to go and win the big 12 this next year, followed by Oklahoma and then Oklahoma state. And, uh, I I cannot wait to watch the Big 12 this year because they're not going to have – I truly don't believe that the Big 12 is going to have a playoff contender. Um, But there's a lot of, I think, good teams that could compete this year. Um, So it'll be be fun to watch the Big 12. But their media days are done. Uh, Nothing really else for college football till uh, next Monday. So uh, we'll move on from – uh, the CFB, and we'll move on to the NBA because why not? I already went through the summer league. Of course, free agency started about like a week ago. Of course, on June 30th, you have uh, KD saying that he wants a trade. What a surprise. I'm not surprised whatsoever. Where will KD end up? Uh, to be honest, you could probably give me an argument for 29 teams, the 29 other teams not named the Brooklyn Nets, and I could, if it's a good argument, I would probably, I could probably see that as a reasonable possibility because who the heck knows where he's going to go? I mean, like what's, what's next for Katie? Couldn't win a, like who's, who's going to, I don't even want to go into Kevin Durant right now, but I, I will like, I, yeah, I get, I know he's a great player. He practically willed the nets to the playoffs this year with Harden being in and out and eventually leaving and Ben Simmons and, uh, coming over from Philly and not playing and Kyrie not playing home games. So it was pretty much Kevin Durant carrying the Nets to the playoffs. But once they made it there, they promptly got swept by the Celtics. Like at this point is uh, you should believe that Kevin Durant cannot carry a team to a championship because he can't, he couldn't, I mean, he couldn't advance a series this year when it was just him. And he couldn't do it last year when I think KD I know Harden played a little bit, and I'm pretty sure Kyrie played last year. I mean, they advanced to the second round and got bounced by the Bucks. So, in my opinion, Kevin Durant, even if he is the number one guy and he's got some superstars around him, KD cannot win by himself. So, really, I don't know what team would really necessarily want him. KD's, when his rings came, when he wasn't necessarily the number one guy on the Warriors, you know? I, in my opinion, Steph has been the number one guy in the Warriors, even when Kevin Durant was there. So, I, 
have with him going to the Nets, he had a trio of superstars where he was clearly the number one guy, and the Nets didn't do anything. So to be honest, I have no idea where he's going to end up uh, because if I'm an NBA franchise, I don't want to give up a bunch of young talent to Brooklyn just to have a couple years of Kevin Durant where you may or may you probably will make the playoffs with him, but you're not going to do anything. It's going to be a bunch of high expectations for you to do stuff. You're not going to end up doing stuff, uh, uh, reach those expectations. And he's going to want another trade in the next couple of years or he's going to retire. And all of a sudden your team is set back, you know, five years because you gave up all your young talent, all your draft picks just to bring in Kevin Durant for two years. So I don't know of any team that would sack or, that would want to do that. Um, really the only team that's given proof that they would even think about that is the Lakers because apparently LeBron wants to do it with his old old veteran pals and wants to give a bunch of young talent for LA. Like, But with all the stuff that they've given up to bring in Anthony Davis, to bring in Russ, to bring in a couple other veteran guys. I know they had Carmelo Anthony. Uh, they had a couple other guys on that roster to bring all those guys in. And they, they sacrificed a lot of, uh, of young talent for those guys. And really, I don't think if the, I don't really know if the Lakers have that to, uh, to, uh, give up for KD. And to be honest, I've read something, I've, re- I've seen a couple of opinions where the Nets don't even want to get rid of him. Like the Nets don't want to get rid of him. You know how much they gave up for him? They don't want to get rid of Kevin Durant. Um, even if they are going to get a massive haul for him, I mean, so, there's really it's a complete mystery on where Kevin Durant can go. He doesn't necessarily like unlike his free agency where he left to go to the Warriors. He really doesn't have much of a say of what he can do because I mean he's not the front office, so he's not going to negotiate a trade for himself. He's got to wait on a team to match whatever the Nets want, at least the Nets to Nets and another team to agree on something. And he's got to prove to go to that team. Cause like, I don't think he's going to want to go necessarily to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think that's a spot that he wants to go on. So uh, who knows where Kevin Durant will go. Um, another, uh, some other news I saw a couple days ago, the magic shut down Paulo Bancaro this past uh, drafts, number one overall pick. So, uh, ben Carroll was shut down for the rest of the summer league. He had some uh, pretty good performances there. Um, however, um, they want to obviously rest him because he's the type of guy that will start day one for the Magic. So uh, Ben Carroll uh, got shut down for the rest of the summer league. The Magic saw enough, said, okay, yep, for now, this is the guy. We got made the right choice, and we don't need to risk him getting injured. Um, in the summer league. So he's been shut down. Um, I know Chad Holgram has been doing pretty good for the, in the thunder for the thunder and their summer league. He'll definitely be up starting. And then I uh, haven't really seen much on Jabari Smith. I'm pretty, uh, who was the number three overall pick by the Rockets. Um, so it'll be definitely interesting to see if that pans out. Cause I was never exactly extremely high on Jabari Smith to begin with. Um, that's all for that. One more thing. Oh, yes. Um, today, especially, there's been a lot of talk about where uh, DeAndre Ayton will go. DeAndre Ayton, a former top pick by the Suns. I think he went to, He was a pretty good uh, – he was a really good player. I think he went to Kentucky uh, for a couple of years. Um, he, he's been a, a, a big piece in their success the past couple of years uh, for the Suns. And uh, – 
but he's eligible free agency. And earlier today, the Pacers made a four-year max deal uh, for him, for him to sign. And because the Pacers gave him a max contract, they gave the Suns 48 hours to match that. Well, a couple hours later, the Suns matched their deal. But I think before the Suns matched that deal... Um, okay, let me see. Let me click on this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here, here was the whole, here was the whole scenario. So the the Pacers offered a four year max deal to Aiton, which Aiton promptly accepted. Uh, but the Suns needed to match that in order for Aiton to stay. And because they did, apparently DeAndre Aiton stays in Phoenix until at least January fifteenth. Um, afterwards, I don't know what happens. I'm not well aware on how this whole thing works for the NBA, but. Apparently, for now, for now, DeAndre Ayton is in Phoenix for at least part of this upcoming year. So, that's the update. I know, I remember that was going on. I think that got solved. Uh, yeah, that was, that solved, that got solved right before I started recording. So, uh, that's what's new. And that was the big news out of the NBA, out of DeAndre Ayton today, was that whole ordeal. Um, I did want to go look at a couple free agency things here. Um, let me load here. I know. Let's see. If I scroll down. Um, yes. Okay, so... Aiton was a number. Was, yes, I know. Okay, so DeAndre Aiton was a former number one overall pick. I was like, I was, I was kind. I, I had that idea that he was the number one overall pick, but I couldn't remember if Aiton was was actually the number one overall pick. But he was. Um, so, in, uh, in other news, uh, Zach Levine uh, agreed to a max deal to stay with the Bulls. Bradley Beal's going back to the Wizards. James Harden signed a two-year extension for less money. He's going back. To the 76ers. Um, anybody calling Sexton from the Cavs remains unsigned. Bobby Portis went to the Bucks, or remained with the Bucks. Kyle Anderson is going from Memphis to Minnesota. Uh, Gary Payton, he was a part of the Warriors championship squad. It looks like he's going to Portland. Uh, Mo Bamba. Uh, is remaining with the Magic, former center from Texas. Uh, P.J. Tucker, former Rocket. Uh, he was on the Heat this past year. He's going to the 76ers, uh, reuniting him with James Harden. Victor Oladipo remaining in Miami. With Jens Dortz of the Thunder. He's remaining uh, with uh, the Thunder. Um, anybody else? Oh, yes, John Wall going to the Clippers. That's a big one there. And then really, outside of that, JaVale McGee going from the Suns to the Mavericks. Um, not really. Ricky Rubio going from the Pacers to the Cavs. I'm just looking through names that I recognize. Oh, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond going from the Nets to the Bulls. There's a big one. Um, outside of that, I don't really think there's that many, any big names. 
that have signed yet. Austin Rivers uh, going from the Nuggets to the Timberwolves. So uh, uh, there's plenty of stuff to talk about in terms of NBA free agency and trade market. Like, of course, you had the Rudy Gobert trade to the Timberwolves. Uh, so who knows what the Jazz are going to do. There's been trade rumors with Donovan Mitchell, their star point guard. So it'll be interesting to see if he goes anywhere. And, of course, Kevin Durant. I know KD, he wants to still be with Kyrie, but he doesn't want to be in Brooklyn, which makes no sense. But uh, so Kyrie could also be on his way out of Brooklyn. Um, so, there's, of course, uh, we've got a couple months till their season restarts. Um, so we've got, got, got a couple months of some rumors, some some uh, trades are definitely going to go down in the next couple months. Some expected, some maybe let not so expected. Uh, but we're looking to have a pretty fun off season in the NBA um, as we as they start to turn towards the regular season, which begins in October. I'm pretty sure. And that is all I got today for tonight's sports rundown. Um, thank you for listening. Um, if there's anything else I remember, I'll add it afterwards. Uh, but I feel like there was something I needed to say yesterday, but I uh, can't remember. Can't remember what I needed to say yesterday. Um, but if there's anything, if there's anything else uh, that uh, I think of or need to add, it'll be added here afterwards. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. As always, enjoy the rest of your day, uh, whenever it is or wherever you are. Uh, Thank you for listening. I will uh, be with y'all again tomorrow night. Y'all have a great rest of your evening. Good night.